Hey there, everybody. Thank you for tuning in on today's show. A lot of stuff has happened over the last couple days, and we are going to try to touch on some of that, if not all of it. Also, we had a debate, and I am going to review what happened there. So... I hope everybody is ready. I hope everybody's getting excited. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. Let's get it started. Well, hi there, everybody. How are you? Getting ready for a nice, relaxing weekend, as relaxing as it could possibly be. I'm not sure if anybody is really relaxed right now. I know I'm not. I'm having a lot of ups and downs about this particular election. One day I feel very positive. The next day I'm not very sure. The next day I'm back to feeling positive again. And the next day, I do not feel so good. But I released a show on Monday, and I recorded it on Sunday night. I am recording this particular podcast on a Thursday night. It is 10 minutes to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the, I guess if you call it third debate, it's technically the second debate, will be starting in about an hour. So I'm going to record a little bit now. Then for some reason, I'm going to go watch that debate, I guess just to report back for this podcast what we saw and to kind of give a slight review. But I did record one Sunday night. I released it on Monday. Since the release of that podcast, between then and now, Trump has walked out on a 60 Minutes interview with Leslie Stahl. It turns out Trump has a secret bank account in China. It also turns out that 545 children who were separated from their parents by the Trump administration, their parents can't be found and they cannot figure out how to reunite their kids with their parents. The FBI director and the director of national intelligence say that Iran and Russia are interfering with our election. It turns out that Some of these threatening emails that you may have heard about that are going to Democratic voters saying that if you vote for Donald Trump, it's not going to be good. Or if you I'm sorry, if you vote for Joe Biden, it's not going to be good for you. Change your party affiliation to Republican and vote Donald Trump or else. In fact, funny enough is that the county that I live in, it was prevalent here. It was where one of the particular places in Florida was targeted. And the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, indicated that this was an effort to hurt Donald Trump. I'm not sure how threatening emails to Biden supporters to vote for Donald Trump is something that helps Donald Trump other than you're another Donald Trump do boy and you got up in front of the microphone and you did exactly what he told you to do. The same thing that he's trying to get Bill Barr to do. And so far to his credit, Bill Barr says, no, I'm not doing illegal investigations and illegal announcements against your political rival. Don't get me wrong. Bill Barr is still a terrible, terrible person, but 
like I said, to his credit right now, he's not falling for that, but who the hell knows? Uh, also, since Monday, 47 million Americans have voted early, and that already surpasses the total number of early votes in 2016. That's extremely encouraging. I like that news. The coronavirus is making a huge comeback. Rudy Giuliani has turned over a supposed Hunter Biden laptop to authorities. Also, Rudy Giuliani made some more news that he was caught in a compromising position in the new Borat film, which means I'll be searching for that movie on Amazon Prime the exact day and time it's released, which is actually if you're listening to this on Friday, which would be today. And also, Jeffrey Tubin apparently doesn't know how Zoom works. So all of this stuff happened since Monday. Since Monday. All of these are headline stories. And they're all so jumbled up because of how crazy things are nowadays that you just don't know what the top story is. I mean, Donald Trump having a secret bank account in China is gigantic. If this story happened in any other normal time, it would be the only thing anybody was talking about. But now, eh, it comes up, but it's par for the course. And people are not making that big of a deal of it. Or even if they try, it's hard to because it gets lost in all this other news. But anyway, as I was saying earlier, one day I feel good. The next day I don't feel so good. And what is it? What are the days that don't make me feel good? We already know the days that do make you feel good. You hear all the positive news about the polls. You keep seeing Donald Trump sinking himself further and further and further. But there's just something... It's these last 12 days, and as of Friday, when I release this, there'll be 11 days left. As positive as everything looks right now, I just have this weird feeling that we are going to see some of the lowest tactics that we couldn't even conjure up, that we couldn't even think about, that are going to happen in these next 11 days. Donald Trump is going to make sure he does not lose this election at any time cost. It doesn't matter. He's going to do whatever it is he can to win. And that concerns me. And what concerns me even more is he has people in his back pocket that will try to help him out. They're starting already with this Hunter Biden story, which they are really pushing hard and now linking Joe Biden to Hunter Biden and the alleged transactions in Ukraine and China that Hunter Biden was involved in both during and after the time his father was vice president. They are pushing hard that Joe Biden did something illegal. However, no self-respecting journalist or news reporter will pick this story up because there's a lot of holes in it. So, But the problem is they will keep pushing the story and it could influence a few people here and there. So, you know, all it takes is a few people. We saw that in 2016. We saw that election and how little really Hillary lost by. And that's what Donald Trump is counting on again. He's counting on getting some of these voters because there's no question now that 11 days before the 2016 election, the Hillary email story came out. James Comey does something 
never done in the history of the FBI, holds a press conference to announce an investigation, not to announce the results of an investigation, to announce that he's investigating it, and that no question had an impact on the 2016 election. There's absolutely no question about it. And what Donald Trump is doing is he's counting on this again. But when this doesn't work and he sees that it doesn't get traction, he's going to have people way smarter and way more cunning than him come up with another cockamamie plan. And they're just going to keep pressing this and pressing this and pressing this. And then even if Donald Trump loses on election day, I'm starting to believe more and more that he may not leave, that he's going to do everything he can to stay in office and say that he got an unfair shake because of voter fraud and all this other stuff. And now he's thrown this Amy Coney Barrett onto the Supreme Court. She wouldn't answer the question during her hearing whether or not there should be a peaceful transfer of power, which is a little bit telling. And he's going to try to take this to the Supreme Court and hope he gets the votes that he was right and he should be able to stay in office. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous. I'm saying it and you're like, that is crazy. But Donald Trump is crazy. I think we've already figured that out. And Donald Trump will stop at nothing to make sure that he wins. Because I think he's pretty sure that if he loses, he knows what's coming to him. He will be indicted for the crimes that he has committed. But again... I, you know, I, I worry about this. I also worry about our country after this because, you know, it is clear that Vladimir Putin came up with a blueprint to cause chaos in our country. He's come up with the blueprint and he used it against our people in the best possible way he could. Now, the unfortunate thing is, is that now we have people in this country politicians and people in our government that saw this blueprint and they're going to use this same tactic on their own people. I truly believe that. They're going to do anything they can to win because now our politics is if the other side is in charge, we cannot have that and we can stop at nothing to make sure that they have zero power at all times. I mean, this our politics has turned into WWE wrestling. Actually, it's turned into Game of Thrones. And I didn't even watch the show. I watched like the first three seasons and I really couldn't get into it. It's just not my thing. I know I'm, there's probably a lot of Game of Thrones people out there and it's just, I'm sorry, it's not my thing. I just wasn't a big fan. All right, anyway, back to what I was saying earlier too. Donald Trump walked out of a 60 Minutes interview. He can't handle Leslie Stahl. He clearly did not like how the interview went. And for some reason, he thought it would be a good idea to release the interview so people can see what really happened. And I watched the very beginning of it, and I'm not sure why he thinks this was a great idea. It just made him look so weak and pathetic. Leslie Stahl, before the interview starts, asks him, are you ready for some tough questions? And he responds, I'm ready for you to be fair. And she was like, well, whoa, what happened? Last time I asked you this question when we when I interviewed you, you were like, bring it on. And he was like, no, I don't want that. And she was like, well, there's going to be tough questions. No, I want you to be fair. I don't want that. It's like, you think this is a good idea to put this out to show that you are telling the interview that you're scared of her tough questions is basically what you were saying. But anyway, he got 
really agitated and really upset during the interview and then apparently right before they were supposed to film a piece with him and Mike Pence he said nah I've had enough I'm out of here he really does seem like he's losing it he seems like he just doesn't have it in him he he went to a rally the other day in Pennsylvania and basically told the people there ah, if I was leading I wouldn't even be here I wouldn't even have to come here but here I am and they cheer. I'm like, what? I would have said, hold on, dude. What do you mean? We got all jacked up. I mean, some of us have been sitting in this damn parking lot for 48 hours waiting for you to get here. And now you're telling me you don't care? It's like going to a concert. And they come out and say, hey, what's up, Orlando? They told me I had to do like 30 concerts. And I said, they said, what about Orlando? And I was like, yeah, I guess. That's fine. Yay. But there now is another thing I can't wait to watch. 60 Minutes on Sunday night. I was going to sit through the Donald Trump one, and I know it's basically the same thing, but I don't know. I'm just going to wait till Sunday to watch the 60 Minutes interview. Um, but as I said earlier, the debate is going to happen here shortly as I'm recording this. So I am going to stop here in a minute and go watch the debate and come back and report on that. However, there was a clip that I have to play you, it is possibly my favorite Donald Trump clip of all time. It's the greatest clip ever with Donald Trump, in my opinion. And I hope I'm not overhyping this because I love it so much. The irony in this clip is so fantastic that, I don't know, maybe it just hit me in a certain way that I played it at least five times And I laugh and I am so satisfied in the moment every time I hear it. I'm going to play it before I watch the debate because this is Donald Trump explaining what his strategy is going to be against Joe Biden in his upcoming debate against him. Please listen to this. Please enjoy it as much as I did. Ari Fleischer, last night on Handy said, the president should interrupt less. Will you change your strategy in this last debate from your first debate? Well, I may do that. Actually, the interesting thing, they said, if you let him talk, he'll lose his chain of thought because he's gonzo. And I understand that. But I also understand that as he's going down the line and issuing lies, <coughs> you know, generally, it's okay to you know, really attack that. But but there is a chain of thought that, you know, there are, there are a lot of people that say let him talk because he loses his, <coughs> his uh, train. He loses his train. He loses his mind, frankly. Come on. Is that not the greatest thing of all time? As he's explaining how he's going to let Joe Biden talk because he loses his chain of thought. Never heard that expression before. But anyway... Donald Trump is explaining how Joe Biden's going to lose his chain of thought and in the process loses his train of thought. That is the greatest Donald Trump clip of all time. I want somebody to come up with one better, please, because that was awesome. I didn't overhype that if you didn't hear that, right? Is that not the greatest? All right, maybe I'm overhyping it. I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to go watch this debate right now. I'm going to take a short break here. I'm going to come back after the debate and we'll discuss that.
I am back after watching the debate, and there's good, bad uh, about the debate. Uh, the first, the good news is Joe Biden did a phenomenal job. He did a very, very good job and did nothing to where if you watch that debate said, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can vote for for Joe Biden. And we saw a different Donald Trump this time, a subdued and more laid back for a little while and uh, did not interrupt. And he played by the rules. This is not a compliment to Donald Trump. It's actually quite the opposite because I literally have to talk about this guy like he was a child and that he behaved well while he was in the store or whatever. So anyway, the first maybe 45 minutes of the debate, Joe Biden was absolutely just putting on a clinic. I mean, he was blowing him out and it looked like Donald Trump was tired, looked like he didn't want to be there, looked like he didn't want to answer the questions. And Joe was sharp and he answered the questions well. And I think part of that was Donald Trump's strategy going in, as you heard the clip before, was to just let Joe Biden talk because he's going to stumble over himself. Well, that did not happen. So Donald Trump had to amp his game up a little bit and started getting a little bit more Donald Trumpish. What I will say is that he did make a pretty decent comeback in the second half. Donald Trump did not destroy himself tonight the same way he did in the first debate, and he actually landed a couple of decent blows. Now, is this going to make any difference whatsoever? Is this going to change anybody's minds? No, not even close. I don't. I think pretty much anybody who watched that tonight was watching it, A, to watch their candidate, and B, for entertainment purposes, and that's really it. It wasn't because they're trying to figure out, should I still vote for Joe Biden or maybe give Donald Trump a look or vice versa? That is not why anybody watched this debate tonight. And I have more news to, for you about this debate. What's going to happen tomorrow is Donald Trump's going to realize that he didn't blow it out of the water and he's not getting the incredibly high marks he thinks he's going to get and he's going to amp up crazy again and nobody's going to remember this debate it's going to be not yesterday's news i mean it's going to be it's going to feel like a debate that happened three months ago but of course donald trump tried to bring up the hunter biden story with china and ukraine and you know what's funny is that it didn't even feel like donald trump believed it all that much he didn't really hit it that hard as he would have in the first debate it just I don't know. It, it almost felt like Donald was like, yeah, all right, let's give this a whirl and see how it goes, even though I know it's bullshit. But he had to throw in all of his greatest hits and use language that appeases to the conservative radio and television people who is really where he gets his preparation and really policy from. It's from people like Sean Hannity and Mark Levin. There's absolutely no question in my mind that Donald Trump wants to impress those guys more than he wants to impress the American people. He's playing to Rush Limbaugh. But surprisingly enough, I think Donald Trump did his best when they were talking uh, during the race issue. Now, I'm not saying that he is now the man for... The black community, certainly that's for the black community to decide, but he did not stumble in the race issue this time. He did dart a few questions and deflected, but he attacked Joe on his criminal justice reform policies. 
during the Obama administration and even before that. And like I said, I think he may have landed a blow or two. But again, I I don't think that people are going to watch that debate and go, man, Donald Trump really turned it around. I mean, after four years of screwing up possibly everything that he has done and everything that he has said, that one hour and a half has turned everything around. Let's at least hope not. But anyway, we have a weekend coming up here. And starting next week, we will be one week away. And as I've been saying, every week is going to get crazier and crazier and crazier. And as we get down this stretch here, and if Donald Trump feels like he is not making a comeback, America, look out. Because he and his sycophants and his nutty family are about to get crazy. And his supporters are going to get extra crazy. So... Don't say your old buddy, your old pal, B-Run, didn't warn you. But we definitely have some things to look forward to this weekend. The Borat film, who's not going to watch that, especially after the Rudy Giuliani news and the 60 Minutes interview. You guys might have already watched it online, but uh, I'm, I, like I said, I'm going to wait until Sunday to watch it. And that is some uh, stuff we will be able to talk about next week. So I hope everybody out there, A, is staying safe. I hope everybody out there, if you had the chance to vote early already, I hope you did so. I voted the very first day that it opened here in Florida. So if you haven't voted, have a plan. Know exactly what you're going to do, when you're going to do it. There's always that concern. I had the concern. What if you come down with the coronavirus and you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days? Well, 14 days, the election's going to be gone. So if you have the chance to vote early, do it now. There is no reason for you not to vote early. If you have to wait in line, wait in line. I was lucky enough to why I don't live in a huge city. So the line wasn't terribly long. It took me about an hour to vote, which normally takes me about five minutes to vote. So, And every time I pass a couple of the places where you can vote early in my town, there are very long lines, which is encouraging. Obviously, the enthusiasm for this year's election is higher than it's ever been. It's probably going to break records for the amount of people voting. And as you know... The more people that vote, it usually helps the Democrats. So everybody, let's keep your fingers crossed, but more than keeping your fingers crossed, get out and vote. Talk to people about voting. See if anybody around you needs help trying to figure out how to vote, and we will get this done. We have a little over a week left to go, ladies and gentlemen, and let's do our best to name Joe Biden and Kamala Harris the next president and vice president of the United States of America. Who's with me? As always, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at brun13. Comments and questions about the show, you can send me an email at runshousepodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you can. Thank you guys again for listening. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you again soon. 